Welcome to a new episode of How to Thrive and Succeed with Style. I'm your host in this journey of self-reflection, goal discovery, and much more. We will tackle hot topics of the society, work environment, and day-to-day problems through a one-on-one conversation, as well as some exciting guests who have thrived in their personal and professional lives. Let's get started. So, dive deep in your magic. I have heard people telling themselves, I am useless, I cannot contribute with anything special to society. This belief is certainly wrong. We, as human beings, are designed in a way that enables us to master certain skills. And for each of us, these skills can differ enormously. We sometimes believe that we need to be outstanding in physics to be the next Einstein, or we really need to start writing so we can contribute with some crazy idea no one throughout the entire humanity has ever thought of before. This type of ideas only can harm us. We are constantly bombarded with self-help ideas to develop ourselves into our best versions and we end up thinking that society will only accept those ones who really are perfect. Nothing further than that. We're special, each one of us. We might have something that our partner is lacking and with it, we can complement each other perfectly. We should not be putting that pressure constantly on ourselves to strive to be perfect because perfection is subjective from the viewer's point of view and it can only diminish our deepest intentions. As a task or action, in order to understand what your magic is, you need to do an exercise on self-reflection, which is not always that easy. Self-reflection means to see yourself as you truly are, not as your family has seen you, not as your partner sees you, not as you see yourself in the mirror, just as you are. We're defined by the actions we take based on the decisions we make. Maybe you are someone who finds pleasure on solo rides. Maybe you are someone who loves to deeply support your friends. Maybe you are someone who loves to paint after you extenuate in consultant job. Whoever you are, be accountant for it. If you don't know who is that you are looking into the mirror, make the effort to get to know you and do it recurrently as most likely we're not the same throughout all the stages of our lives. If you don't like what you see, change it, or at least recognize the problem and take action towards it. Once you complete this not-so-simple exercise and identify your strengths, the result can be a little bit downscaling. We can see ourselves as normal creatures with nothing different to the rest of the world, with no special talent, with no special motivation. But that's not true again. When solving a problem, you always need context because depending on the environment, the conditions and the time frame, the solution can be completely different. So before repeating to yourself, I am useless, I cannot contribute with anything special to this society, Mark your strengths and frame them in the context you live in, as there is no point in comparing yourself to a physics Nobel Prize winner when you're passionate about becoming the best ballet dancer in the world. Okay, I know, a very extreme example, but it can give you some perspective. For that, and to be sure you're doing it right, 
take into consideration the key aspects that I'm going to share with you and take action towards them. One, your near social environment. So we are surrounded by people and have multiple connections per day. But when we're choosing to compare, sometimes we think outside of that small intangible circle. And there's exactly where you can bring most to the table. You don't have to discover penicillin or invent the iPod to be important, to have strengths, to bring something to the table. Sometimes it is better to look nearer. Analyze your family. What is it that makes you special? Maybe you're the only one that knows how to cook that apple pie your grandma loves. Maybe you're the most caring one or even the smartest one. What do your colleagues at work say about you? Maybe you're the happiest or the best communicator. What does your partner say about you? Maybe they haven't met someone funnier. Analyze all your situations and understand that in these small situations and environments, you are also bringing a lot to the table. Second, impact on society. Some of us are constantly looking forward to have a huge impact in society. This can be driven by ego, self-recognition, need of leaving something meaningful, or need to have a voice among others. The problem is that with these high thoughts and goals, we're losing perspective of the day-to-day -day engagement. We're more focused on creating that big thing no one has ever discovered and will be a complete needle mover or game changer. And it's great to have those type of needs, but we also need to focus on the smaller layer, the daily rhythm we're in, the neighbor living next door. To contribute to society, we're not always obliged to think that big. Maybe the smile you send on the lift this morning going to work helped that person who was really struggling to get out of bed and that was only driven by your kindness. Maybe the book you wrote and never went viral helped a friend you lost contact with. Or maybe the report you sent to a colleague gave him a spectacular idea and they built their successful startup based on it. We all have heard about the butterfly effect, so instead of focusing on how big you can get, start giving yourself credit for the smaller actions. Those are big accomplishments too. Third point, don't be too hard on yourself. In a world where patterns have been defined, where society has imposed what successful means, you have to really remind yourself that you don't need to be perfect to be worth it. You don't need to win an award to be sure you're good at something. Maybe there even isn't an award yet. Take it slowly. Four point, and a really important one for me. Whatever you do, do it with all your heart. Throughout my life, I have met a lot of people that were just living their lives without intention, without knowing the famous why Simon Sinek taught us about, and most likely they felt heartless in some point of their lives. When you discover your true passion, that again, it doesn't have to be extremely impactful, you start doing things with your heart. Good things happen to happy people and good things happen to good people. When you're doing something and you feel that happiness or good sensation running through your body, 
stop for a second and recognize, recognize what is it actually triggering it. Why is your heart so happy? If you don't know where to start, grab your notes on your iPhone and start journaling all the situations when you're experiencing that positive and heartwarming feeling. Also, everything you do, do it with good intention. I know it's easy to say, but with our hectic lives, sometimes we forget about it. But always, always try to be kinder than you feel. You will discover much better things. Results can be impressive. By looking deeply and analyzing the previous concepts, you can really identify your strengths, what you're really exceptional at. Once you put them into action, once you start working towards them each single day, you will see you will start to thrive. Not only in terms of delivered results, but also in your self-reflection path. And this will only drive you to the happiest version of yourself as you will be practicing what you like the most each single day. Important also to understand one concept that I personally struggle to realize, inter to really internalize. Don't start looking for a job that meets all the criteria, all your strengths, all your magic, because most likely you will never find it. Only 20% of US population are passionate about their jobs according to New York Times and other research studies in 2022. If you're looking for a change, a new career path, a different position, or maybe you just want to do something else, don't over-obsess about it. Start with introspection work, and I assure you, the rest will follow.